0: Hello, and welcome to week two of Season Saviors. I'm Ian Whitfield,
1: and beside me I have Shane Riley. Shane, what a week it was. What a week indeed, Ian. Uh, some great performances from some QBs like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, bad performances from guys like Matt Stafford, which no one saw coming. Well, what about our standout performance from
0: Nathan Peterman?
1: Oh, uh, yes, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're forgetting
0: about him with quarterback rating of zero. Even oh. got uh, benched for a rookie. Yeah, so, you know, don't want to leave him out. Yeah, so uh, let's hop right into it. Shane, who do you have for uh, the starters for Week 2?
1: Uh, no surprise here. Uh, for a stardom, I have George Kittle. Uh, he, he looked great against Minnesota defense, which uh, I think was rated either you know top five last year for defense, and they looked pretty good, and he still had a great performance against them. Uh, and he's playing the Lions, who um, he just got absolutely by Jets.
0: Yeah, it really helps that Marquise Goodwin was out for the entire game. So it was Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. George Kittle being a top-seven fantasy tight end last season when Garoppolo was his quarterback. I think he's a really solid play for, like, the entire season, really. Yeah, even in PPR, he had 14 points. He didn't even have a touchdown. Five catches,
1: 90 yards. It was a pretty good
0: week. Scary stat. Um, From one of my starts, I have Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He, with um Alshon Jeffrey out this week, or supposedly out this week, most likely. It's highly likable. Um, The Buccaneers allowed 432 passing yards alone to the Saints last week. Michael Thomas dropped 38 points with 16 receptions against them. Aguilar was able to put up eight targets against the Falcons, who have a pretty decent pass defense. So I really like Aguilar this week, especially with his big play ability. I think he has the potential to go easily rack up 12 or more targets and go north of 100 yards for sure. I, I really like
1: Aguilar this week against the Buccaneers defense my second stardom, I have T.J. Yeldon. Um, you know, he's playing the Patriots. Uh, Leonard Fournette is a big question mark. You know, 50-50, hamstring. He's had this injury before. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's um, not like a broken bone or anything like that. Muscles take time to heal. Um, as well, uh, Patriots defense gave up 167 yards rushing last week against the Texans, which is and uh, 4.9 yards per carry. And uh, T.J. Yeldon had a touchdown against the Giants. Uh he can be a good pass catcher and uh, would be great in PPR leagues. Yeah, very valuable in
0: PPR leagues. All, on to my second start, I have Mitchell Trubisky. is a quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He played decently in a thriller against the Packers, as obviously as all we know. Aaron Rodgers came in and was the savior for the Packers, play, make, giving, putting up three touchdowns in the second half and carrying the Packers over the Bears. But Trubisky silently did well in that game, putting up about 17 fantasy points, and now he heads to Seattle, against a defense that isn't nearly as good as what it was last year. And they gave up, they've already given up the fourth most passing yards in week one. Case Keenum put up three touchdowns against them, for, put up 20 points, but he also threw a couple of interceptions. But I think this, I really like Trubisky this week with the, all the weapons he has in Allen Robinson and Trey Burton up there. And then they have to be careful of Jordan Howard. I think it's going to open up a lot for Mitchell Trubisky this week. And I think you could easily go north of 20 points or even put up, 25 points or something like that this week. I really like Mitchell Trubisky
1: this week, too. Yeah, the NFC North is uh, full of quarterbacks this year, and uh, I like Mitchell Trubisky. It's a good matchup. Uh, My third and final starting of the week is Mike Williams. I mean, this one's kind of a no-brainer for me, just seeing what the Ravens did to the Bills last week. I mean, no offense. Big Bills fan right next to me. Oh, we did uh, great. Don't worry about it. I mean, he didn't get the performance he wanted in week one. I, I don't even think he did well at all but uh I expect him to be featured this week uh especially since you know the Bills defense is just not that great and uh I like Mike Williams this week a lot yeah I think almost any start against the Bills so far
0: until they figure out that defense (laughs) and Josh Allen can get his groove I think any start whether it's the defense or any offensive piece against the Bills could be a goal absolutely golden piece to play uh my last start Alfred Morris running back for the San Francisco 49ers Morris had a quiet week one. There's lots of stuff that you could read online suspected that the 49ers backfield was going to split a lot of touches trying to figure out their groove once Jarek McKinnon tore his ACL. I mean, Matt Bryda and Alfred Morris both had basically the same number of carries. Bryda had a few more yards, but Morris also Morris put up uh, 40 yards, on, but he also fumbled at the goal line. I love Morris this week, though. The Lions' defense got absolutely torched by the Jets, as you've already mentioned before. And they gave up the third most running y- rushing yards in Week 1, especially to Isaiah Crowell, who was um, running for the Jets and got over 100 car- over hundred yards in that. I really like Morris this week. He's their featured mm-hmm. running back. He's their first and second down back. Bryant is going to come in and get a few carries, but he's meaning their they're passing down back. I think that Alfred Morris is going to come in against with Shanahan, and I think he's finally going to break through in this game. I think this is the one where you could see him easily go north of 20 points or even maybe put up a couple touchdowns in this win.
1: Yeah, so uh, now we're going to move on to the Siddhams, and I'm going to start that off by saying Joe Mixon. Playing the Baltimore defense, you know, they looked really well against, uh, I mean, I don't want to keep picking on the Bills, but, I mean, they looked really good against that offense.
0: Yeah, I know, but you just want to be cautious because you never know, like, because it's against the Bills, right? It could just be a little too good to be true.
1: Yeah. But I also don't like the fact that he's coming off a real short week. I mean, mm-hmm. th- Thursday night, you don't really get much fantasy production from a guy playing on Thursday night. I'm just not I'm not feeling it with uh, Joe Mixon this week.
0: All right, yeah, and now that leads me to my first settle.
1: A.J. Green,
0: wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Once again, the Ravens defense, so I guess we're just going to keep talking about them all day. But – uh <laughs> Lonely, they allowed 70 passing yards. Yes, Nathan Peterman was a quarterback. Yes, Josh Allen was the other quarterback they faced. But to hold a quarterback to a literal zero QPR, QBR, that's scary. And I, it's not like Andy Dalton is some super quarterback that's going to be able to find his top wide receiver, A.J. Green. But I personally don't like A.J. Green or Andy Dalton this week. And I think you should stay away from that quarterback duo. I think you might get a little more production out of like a John Ross type of guy. Or even maybe Joe Mixon out of the backfield catching a few passes. But I, I just don't see the Ravens giving up a lot to A.J. Green this week. I think he could easily be shut down for a low single digits kind of day. But, I mean, especially when you look at last week and how they only allowed one reception for 10 yards to Kelvin Benjamin, the, build, the Bills wide receiver one. I mean, that's just a scary stat to see when you're trying to start A.J. Green this week.
1: Yeah, it is a scary stat to see. Uh my second I have this week is Chris Hogan. Uh, he's playing the Jaguars' defense, which is composed of Jalen Ramsey. That's all you really need to know. I mean, Odell Beckham showed out against him in Week 1, but, I mean, it's Odell Beckham. First game back, got Saquon. I mean, that's just a good offense here, I believe, in uh, New York. Chris Hogan did absolutely nothing in Week 1, and, you know, it was Houston. I mean, their defense is, is not Jacksonville caliber. Uh, I mean, If you can't perform against a defense that's, you know, medium of the NFL, I don't think you're going to do that well against the best defense in the league. So, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer to me. He does have Tom Brady, but, I mean, Tom's going to look for Gronk before he looks for Chris Hogan. And, you know, there's no Julian Edelman to take the number one cornerback and Jalen Ramsey off of him. So, Hogan's kind of stuck, and I just don't think it's going to be a good week for him.
0: Yeah, I'd like Hogan a lot more if Julian Edelman was there. but. He's not, as you mentioned, so that leads me to my second sit, uh, Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, no dog Baldwin this week. Um, he average he averages nearly five less fantasy points on the road than at home, and the Bears g- have given up the third least amount of touchdown passes to quarterbacks when they're playing in Chicago. And I just I I think re- Wilson is a really risky play this week. I mean, Aaron Rodgers played pretty well against that Bears defense, but that's Aaron Rodgers. That's in my opinion, the most talented quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Um, that it's just such a scary start this week to play Russell Wilson with almost no receiving options against a Bears defense that showed that they are a defense to be messed with this year, even with Aaron Rodgers doing what he did to them in that second half.
1: Yeah, adding Khalil Mack was big for that defense. Um, getting my third guy, third and final, I have uh, Sean McCoy. And, um, you know— on the Bills, I mean, I've kind of been picking on the Bills a lot. And, uh, you know, there's not a good team, to be honest with you. I mean, playoffs last year, but, I mean, with their QB being a rookie now, I mean, even Nathan Peterman was probably worse than Josh Allen. But, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin being your number one receiver, he was a, you know, giveaway from the Panthers because, you know, he after getting injured in his ACL uh, rookie season, I mean, just hasn't been the same. And uh, I just believe Shady McCoy is just not worth it. Yeah, I also had Shady McCoy
0: as one of my other sits. So, I mean, just the, the theory that, oh, Buffalo has no weapons, McCoy will get all the points, it, it's just not right because they have literally nothing else that will take the pressure off McCoy. And as they head to go play uh, the Chargers this week, I'm scared of Joey Bosa Melvin Ingram being able to just contain him simply as the rest of the – because the Chargers have a good secondary. So they're just going to shut down Kelvin Benjamin and probably give Josh Allen a rough time as it's in his first real NFL start. And now they're going to have to go up against a Chargers defense. They only gave up – didn't surrender a rushing touchdown last week and only gave up 3.9 yards per carry. I, I just can't see McCoy being successful, but like you said earlier.
1: Yeah. First time we've agreed on uh, <laughs> There you go. Uh, moving on, I'm actually going to talk about the student and teacher fantasy league uh, that we have. Um, you know, go over some of the matchups, you know, what went well, what didn't go well for some of the teams, and, you know, talk about, you know, student-teacher matchups, you know. Right now, the students are sitting at 1-0 as uh, Team Godek defeated Team DeMont. I mean, Godek was carried by Andrew Luck and uh, even started Le'Veon Bell and still came out with the victory, which is very <laughs> interesting. Team DeMont carried by Aaron Rodgers and uh, really let down by Travis Kelsey and Devont- Devonta Freeman. Yeah, Travis Kelsey let down a lot of fantasy players this week. Absolutely. I mean, then we'll move on to uh, Varun versus me. Uh, room put up 159.5 points. He had one guy under 10 fantasy points this week, which is insane. Uh, me, I was really let down by Doug Baldwin, who didn't have a catch, which is awesome. Marquise Goodwin, first target, gets a concussion. So that was uh, a little bit of a letdown this week. Uh, hopefully we can improve in the second week. Uh, Ian, your team, you were carried by... Uh, Kamara and Zerlein and Jacksonville's defense for the win. Yeah, Kamara played all right. <laughs> uh, Chaz's team scored 113.9 points and uh, really let down by LaShawn McCoy and Kyle Rudolph only had one catch. I mean, it was a touchdown, which makes it a de- decent week, but Kyle Rudolph can definitely pr- produce more than he did. Uh, a teacher matchup, uh, Team Korn scored 142.5 points, uh, carried by Drew Brees, Keenan Allen, and Minnesota's defense. And then Team Schwartz uh, scored 101.5 points. And he was really let down by New Orleans defense and Matthew Stafford. I mean, New Orleans giving you negative points is always going to hurt. I mean, he could have started literally
0: any other defense.
1: (laughs) Or just not put a defense in. He would have gotten more points than what what happened. Um, The second teacher matchup was Team Eifler. Uh, He won. Uh, he had 139.7 points, carried by Melvin Gordon, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Saquon Barkley, and Mike Evans. And then Mrs. Delisi's team scored 113.7 points, and she was really let down by Hogan, uh, you know, on the sit lift, list, Kareem Hunt. And uh, that was really impactful because Kareem Hunt didn't have any touchdowns, and they threw it out from the one like three times. Yeah, they just gave it to Tyreek Hill. That's
0: their offense. <laughs>
1: So uh, then we'll look forward to this week. We have three teacher-student matchups. They're they're between me and uh, Mr. DeMont, uh, Chaz and Mrs. DeLisi, and then Team Schwartz versus uh, Varun's team. So big matchups. Students looking to stay undefeated against teachers this year in fantasy. Uh, I believe we can do it. So uh,
0: very excited for week two. Yeah, I'm super excited to keep seeing how that league plays out. Um, so we're going to end with some waiver wire pickups, just a few quick pickups that you can add to your roster to help bolster. If you had a few injuries or if you're still waiting on like a Carson Wentz to get back or an Aaron Jones to become unsuspended or something like that. But so let's jump right in. We have my first waiver wire pickups, Tyrod Taylor, quarterback on the Cleveland Browns every year. Tyrod Taylor's underrated teams or people look at him and go, but his passing isn't that good. And I mean, you're right. I mean, he went 15 for 40 last week and only had about 150, 170 yards passing, but he still, ha- but he rushes for 70 yards and a touchdown. His fee, his nickname, T-Mobile, just explains everything. Like, even when he has a bad pa- bad passing week, he still put up 24 points against the Steelers defense, which is impressive. So, and he's only owned in currently 42.5% of fantasy leagues. I really like him as a pickup if you're waiting on a Carson Wentz or you have no more faith in Matthew Stafford after one week or something like that. I think he's a great pickup.
1: Absolutely. Right now, in my eyes, he's the uh, the best rushing QB in the league, uh, especially since Deshaun Watson's hurt, which is a uh, big impact, too, running. So uh, I like Tyrod. That's a, good, that's a good call. Yeah, his legs are an
0: absolute difference maker. Um, my second waiver wire pickup, George Kettle, tight end for the 49ers. I I said this during uh, one of my preseason uh, articles that I wrote. Um, he is my favorite sleeper tight end this year. Him and Ben Watson next to each other, my favorite sleeper tight ends. And I got them in all – Four out of my five leagues for the most part. I got both of them, and I've never been happier with my picks. George Kettle put up 90 receiving yards on five receptions and was Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target throughout week one. With Marquise Goodwin injured, that obviously helps, but Marquise Goodwin is still questionable for week two, so I could see Kettle putting up even more points this week and maybe even getting some red zone targets, so I think he's going to be a very dangerous tight end. Um, He's only owned in 60% of fantasy leagues, and, he, yeah, he's my favorite tight end on the waiver wire. I'm sure he's going to be snatched up easily by the start of Week 2, and that percentage is going to skyrocket in probably the 80s or 90s. But you could also pick up um, Ben Watson or um, Jared Cook, the Raiders tight end, who's also still on the waiver wire in plenty of leagues. And my last waiver wire pickup, up, Quincy Noir, is a wide receiver on the New York Jets. I don't know if that's the right last name, but Enuwa put up 18 points in the Jets' dominating win over the Lions. Sam Darnold's favorite target, but Sam Darnold didn't just like find him on these open routes. He used him as a safety valve, and I think that's crucial, especially in PPR leagues, because he had 10 targets and brought in uh, six of them for the 18 yards. He had a touchdown as well, and I think he has the possibility of being a top 30 wide receiver this year especially as Darnold's still trying to get comfortable. Robbie Anderson's going to be the focus on all these defenses. Teams are going to take notice of Isaiah Crowell out of the backfield, putting up over a hundred yards in their win over the Lions. I think you could really see Quincy and Na really take off and skyrocket in these rankings.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, the Jets lacking a, you know, a strong tight end presence and that's usually what rookies look towards and having him as a safety net instead of a tight end is actually very valuable. And, uh, I do, in fact, like him for, you know, people to pick up. Maybe be a wide receiver three. Maybe a low wide receiver two. I think it's. I think he'd be perfect fit for right there.
0: Yeah, he's currently only owned in thirty eight percent of leagues, so we might want to go snatch him up as soon as possible. Unfortunately, I looked yesterday, Shane. He's not in a, He's not available in our league, so that's uh, unfortunate. But that's all we have for this week. Thank you for listening to Season Saviors. I'm Ian. I'm Shane. And we will see you next week, and update you on our teacher fantasy league, and on our stardom, situms, and waiver wire pickups. Thank you.